Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, 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 welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. And this week's recipient, a first-time winner, but a long-time, a long-time booster of my own career. I'm talking about the woman who hired me here on the Fox Business Network is where I started writing her late-night TV program and is now on tour with me this very weekend. As you listen to this, her and I are at the Santander Performing Arts Center in Reading, Pennsylvania. I am talking about the K-Train, Kennedy, who wins her first Fox Across America game ball uh, for retelling some wild tales about the moments we spent in Washington, D.C. last weekend where we encountered not only Gavin Newsom, but Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff, and Kennedy has no filter. Uh, it was on her mind, so it was on their plate, and it was such a great ride-along, and this is everything I love about her friendship, so I'm really thrilled to get to share some of this spirit with you because as you're listening to this podcast, this is exactly what's going on in my Bronco as we drive to or from Reading, Pennsylvania this weekend. So without further ado, K-Train, come get your game ball, you loony. I had a great time. <laughs> at the party Friday night. Just for the record, I had a great time. Uh-huh. I did. I saw the governor of California, and I'm like, well, here's my chance. Because <laughs> she did. All these CNN weasels are just—they—they they had their lips so far up his hiney hole that I was embarrassed for them. <laughs> yes. And I don't want him to think that the press fawns over him and, and what he does is okay, and that mm-hmm. he can just. So I walked up to him and he goes, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> and he was like looking around for anyone to save him, and I'm like, I, I gave him like one of the ah, faces and jazz hands. And he was like, oh, are you going to get mad at me? Are you going to yell at me? Are you going to tell me California's a hellhole? <laughs> and I said, Gavin, I want you to do two things. He's like, oh, what's that? And I said, cut taxes and cut spending. I'm he goes, sure. oh, cut taxes and cut spending. I said, yeah, exactly. Now you're getting it. Thank you, girlfriend. Yep. And uh, so if you're wondering, if you're watching Kennedy this week, why she has a burn mark on her neck, it's from a taser. <laughs> That came from Newsom's oh, security yep. detail. One of his minders. And then I saw the first, or the, sorry, the second gentleman, Doug Emhoff, mm-hmm. Vice President Kamala Harris's husband. Mm-hmm. And so they have a house in Brentwood, California, which mm-hmm. is a town away from where I have a house. OJville, USA. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's only one Whole Foods. Yep. So when he goes to that Whole Foods, like, I'm a normal guy going to Whole Foods. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not, because you have like three Secret Service SUVs mm-hmm. and they park diagonally. They each take up four, six spots a piece. And so I kindly went up to him and I said, sir, can you please stop going to the Whole Foods on San Vicente? <laughs> I was like, you, you take up all the parking and it's such a pain. <sighs> and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was, you know, he was he was very second gentlemanly. He is very, I, I spoke with him for a brief moment, very like sweet and nerdy 
and, you know, deferential is what I found. He was talking to Amy Klomashar, who is a towering three foot seven. Eating her salad with a tongue. <laughs> and to- I was like, okay, first of all, Madam Senator, there's no salad being served here. Second of all, they have forks. <laughs> she brought her own salad and her own comb. I was Real- like, what are you, with a little mermaid? <laughs> It's really bizarre. Kennedy is in studio. We were down in the swamp this week, and they were all there. What I'm taken back by when we go to these media pl- events, right, is be it the media or the politicians that they phone over, everybody is in such a self-congratulatory posture as they're all doing horribly. Like the yeah. 62 Mets uh, lost over 120 games. And at no point, I promise you, did they throw a party to celebrate what a good job they were doing on the field. But the media is the equivalent of the 62 Mets in terms of job performance. Gavin Newsom would be a good example. Yeah, the media, politicians. And they're like, we're awesome, right? Yeah. Aren't we amazing? And then they just walk around and tell each other how amazing they are. Yes. It's like, no, you're, you're doing horribly. And I actually made a beeline for Alejandro Mayorkas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and someone intercepted him. I was devastated because I was going to go, <laughs> Mr. Secretary, please just do me a favor. Just please resign. Please. <laughs> Because no one says it. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, it's last year I uh-huh. saw Jen Psaki mm-hmm. when she was still press secretary, when she was giving Peter Ducey a really hard time. Yep. And I went up to her and I said, can you please stop calling Peter Ducey names? I said, it is so unprofessional. And he's such a wonderful person. It's just the sweetest. And I said, and he says really nice things about you. And she felt really bad. <laughs> but all these people, like, they're so dishonest. So yes. what we say in private or what we say on TV, mm-hmm. we should say to these people when we see them. Yeah. I think we're doing, like, I saw Eric Swalwell at the same party, mm-hmm. and I went up to him and I said, I flipped you off at Newark Airport a couple weeks ago. And he said, oh, that was you? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, you look so nice. Why would you do that? And I said, I'm a delight. Uh, and this is why we can't guard her man to man. When we go to a party, we actually, like, play a zone. You know when you're playing street football with your friends? I'm talking to you, the listener, and you drop a play on your hand. You're like, all right, you're here, you're here, you go there. Every time I've ever gone to a major public event with Kennedy, me and whoever else is in the entourage, I have to pull out my hand like we're playing street football and be like, all right, you're here, you're here, Kennedy's here. Okay, we're going to walk as a triangle wherever she goes. I need someone within three feet to dive in and inter- interrupt the conversation. And no, I uh, broke away. It was outrageous. But it also speaks to the priorities between us because you were talking uh, quite animatedly, I might add, in some instances with lawmakers and people like that. I was just uh, meeting the guy who runs the Daily Mail and asking him about the bikini shots and everything else that he published. Like, I'm just a dirtbag at these parties. But that's that's a smart to, move. Yeah, well, to your credit, you're trying to save the world. I'm just trying to get tipped off to the next time Heidi Klum is well, doing Well, I want a, these people to, to think about something. When, I know. The, when they leave here and they, they think about the party— I want Gavin Newsom to go, man, maybe we should cut taxes. Imagine. Like, yeah, that would be great. Yeah. And well, then he'll go, <laughs> no, never. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that's fun. Oh, I kill that me. Fun. I kill me. It's like uh, the movie in Goodfellas when Ray Liotta's like, hey, Tommy. And they finally break and they laugh. <laughs> Funny how. <laughs> cut taxes how? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. They did. They died laughing. So we're talking to Kennedy. So I bring up Gavin Newsom again because he was a hot topic of conversation at the top of this hour. Nordstrom's is leaving San Francisco. Two Nordstrom. So now anthropology is gone. Whole Foods is gone. If you want to buy toothpaste at Target, it's locked up. Like Walgreens, like they they are every chain store is mm-hmm. is they're closing up shop. They're battening down the hatches. They're leaving San Francisco because it is just too dangerous. Yes. And London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, is identical to the mayor of Portland. And mm-hmm. that's like I get it. Part of being a politician is selling yourself, selling your soul whoring yourself out to get reelected. 
But apparently it's also lying yeah. and being completely dishonest with people. You may not get reelected, but if you were honest mm-hmm. with the constituents you serve, they would have so much more respect for you. Yeah. And it would make your city better. Well, that's but the she's point. like, actually, San Francisco is like kind of amazing. Like <laughs> no one talks about how good the clam chowder is down on the wharf. <laughs> it's incredible. Like, have you ever had a sourdough bread bowl with clam chowder in it? It's amazing. <laughs> and it's like. Ma'am, a homeless guy just bit a three-year-old and gave her hepatitis. And and that was that was just me walking from my hotel to the cab stand. Dude, no one understands this. Well, I was saying this earlier. If you've ever seen the Michael Jackson thriller video, when things take a turn. So they're walking home from the movie theater. It's nice. He's hitting on a girl with a straight face, I might add. Some of Michael's best work. She had a straight face. <laughs> the fact that either of them were able to dignify that conversation. But then the manhole stuff starts happening, and people come out of manhole and everything manhole. like that. Hey, Jim. girl. <laughs> Family show. Might I remind you? So anyway, but that is San Francisco. And, you know, I laugh at it as a coping mechanism, but I don't think people understand. Like, it's almost impossible to do it justice. It's that bad. It makes me so sad. It does, because I love like, that city. the memories I have... My aunt lived in San Francisco for 25 years. That's We would drive there from Portland mm-hmm. once or twice a year. I mean, I absolutely love that city. I'm wearing a San Francisco 49ers yep. shirt right now. That's my team. That's where my stepdad grew up. I feel such a connection to the city. I don't know that city anymore. I no. don't want my parents. They used to go a few times a year and, and visit my stepdad's family. They can't do that anymore. No. It, it's just it's unsafe, and now they're vulnerable. And at what point do you get past the point of no return? At what point do you admit this utopian ideal that progressives have sold us that, you know, we are victimizing the victims, mm-hmm. you know, by, by incarcerating people. It's like, no, you have to have accountability and rules, the same rules for everyone. That's how a civil society works. They have given up on that. So they let really bad people out mm-hmm. to harm the good people who yep. then go, I'm going to take my millions of dollars and move to another city where there's lower taxes and less crime. How about that? And that's what everybody's doing right now. What people don't get is when the businesses flee, when the economic opportunities go down, violent crime goes up higher. Because they've got more blight. It's it's a bad situation. But let's cheer people up, okay? Over in Britain, everybody over in London right now is talking about the big event of May 6th, which is, of course, the kickoff of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. You and me will be the Redding, only, Pennsylvania. The only place to celebrate that is Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and, and nobody in London cares about any other event this weekend beyond you and me. I don't me. even think anyone's going. <laughs> you know, the, like Meghan Markle's out. People are like, yeah, I, I did tore up their tickets. Can you imagine if the coronation, it really did look like the Trump inauguration? Do you remember where, like the Great Mall was like kind of half empty? He didn't get his crowd that yeah, day. Yeah, and Sean Spicer was like, there were so many. It was like record-breaking. He actually, like, do you remember this? Yeah. He goes, President Trump's inauguration was the largest inauguration crowd in history, period. That was the word. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, people just started throwing challenge flags. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> and to be clear, you know, his crowd wanted nothing to do with the swamp. It wasn't their scene. They yeah. didn't show up. But we, you know, we can't kid ourselves and pretend they did. But it would be really funny if Prince Charles, everybody was just over the monarchy. And it's just like, uh, where is everybody? <laughs> I thought we were going to do this. Where's my crown? <laughs> do you remember in Major League when there's just this nobody there? Die hard night here at the stadium. <laughs> Free admission. Anybody was alive the last time the Indians won a world championship. Uh, it's just that. It would be epic to watch. But I have a feeling it'll be a big crowd. And, and I would have a feeling that in. On top of the coronation, uh, is they're also riding high because our man George Michael got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today. First try. 
How about that? That's a that's a big deal. And so, Jim, you and I are driving to Reading, Pennsylvania. True story. Because you know we're too dangerous to take any form of public transit. Let's Can't let's happen. just be honest about no, that. No, they don't have the so, security. So so we're driving and we're going to be blaring George Michael the entire way. All the way. Like there. my my mascara is going to be down to my collarbones yeah, because yeah. I'm going to be just sobbing. Now, Kennedy and I play so much George Michael on the road, we actually get pulled over by the cop and the village people. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do you guys want a disco after this? <laughs> do you know I stopped you? Why? There's a disco down the road about three miles. I think you guys would love it. That's where it's headed. It's oh, headed to Why, officer? Was, was I doing 70 into 65? No! <laughs> it's, it's bubble night! But I'd love it if you'd do 69 into 55. Step out of the car. Hey, yo, the morning zoo is back. Kennedy's here. Oh, it's so exciting. But what a weekend, all right? So if you're looking for real entertainment, let's talk about this. The coronation, which whether you like it or you think it's ridiculous. I'll be up at five in the morning watching. Oh, I'll I'll be up too. Jenny Fela's in town. Jenny, Jenny Fela. Jenny Fela's family is in town this weekend. Yeah, that's right. So they're up. You know I, mean, what I mean, they're There's, they're farm people. Yeah, well, they also they get up to get Jenny's beer cans off the front lawn before kids start going to school in the morning. It's embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing, Jenny. People are talking. They they get up to milk the cow, and and you have to remind them all you have is a dog. Yeah, the dog's like, oh, I was very hands on the petting this morning. It's a little more aggressive than I'm used to. This is wow. This is some. Oh, right there, right there. Uh, moo. <laughs> I got to say, sir, the callus actually works for me. So we'll be up. You got to think about the Saturday in terms of entertainment options. I really want you guys to think about this. You have the coronations at 5 in the morning, and it is a hell of a spectacle. For whatever you think of the monarchy, it's a hell of a show. No, there's there's oil. There's a little carriage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, ooh, which crown is she going to wear? Yeah, oh, that happens. Hot. Okay. Then you've got the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. How about that? And then you've got our. So if tour. you're driving, I can have mint juleps on the way to Reading, correct? <laughs> Are you going to wear a fascinator like you're in London? I didn't. We didn't even think about that. Fascinator. I just met her. Um, <laughs> I, I I have to scare one up. Yeah. I have a hot glue gun, so I'm sure I can put something together. Oh, Jenny, you know Jenny can make something. Yeah, right, that's absolutely right. right. She's, probably, she's listening. It's probably made. It's probably already, already done. Yeah, it's already done. Yep. <laughs> she's got three color options for just you. Mosaics, plumes. <laughs> I'm I'm excited about this. So you've got a coronation. Okay, you've got a Kentucky. Derby, and then you've got our stand-up show at the and end of the day. That's three ways to lose money. I think that's... <laughs> I mean... That's the turkey right and, there. And if you can't hit that trifecta, you can always ignite your fireplace and throw a few hundred dollars into it <laughs> and feel like you had the same day we did. No, we're going to burn it down. Yeah, Red no, I'm, I'm really excited to kick off the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Uh, we, we'll have our first contestant for the Freedom Chalice. Oh. Yeah, we will be deciding how good the steak is Ooh, Redding. in Reading. Any any suggestions, feel free. We had a good steak in D.C. last week, didn't we? Oh, it we was, sure did. It was called, if you're listening in the swamp area, uh, it was the St. Anselm mm-hmm. is where we were, right? Yeah. That was a home run steak. But the one thing they didn't tell us, fine print, St. Anselm, if you're listening, and I know you are, okay, their glorious pork chop takes an hour an and a hour. half. Who does that? But they don't tell you that till you sit down. In advance. Like, I feel like Who's they- Who's going to sh- sit there for an hour like, you know what? I'm going to watch. I'm starving. Yeah. I'm so hungry. I'm going to get a 32-ounce pork chop. I'm going to sit and watch everyone else <laughs> eat all three courses. Yes. And I'm gonna salivate. I know. And get a migraine from hunger. <laughs> and then, and then they are going to sit here full and watch me eat, yeah. <laughs> like it's some kind of focus group. Yeah. No, it's bizarre, Saint Anselm. So an outstanding, I mean, an A plus restaurant. If you're listening, but if we book a table, maybe text us that there are certain rules. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. Like you, you go to a restaurant, they're like, by the way, the souffle takes a half hour. I would order it now. Yeah, you order while it you're at dinner. Cocktail. Exactly. That way, it'll be ready when you're ready for dessert. But no, so they Oregon trailed the pork chops, and we had to kill people for rations. But yeah, other and, than that, and Jimmy was starving. It was bad. He was a shell of himself by the time we <laughs> left that restaurant. <laughs> Maybe that's why we were so rough on Gavin Newsom. We, we were just hungry. We were hangry. He's like, I, and I saw John Leguizamo. I know people hate him. Yeah. But I love 90s John Leguizamo. Yeah, he was a good, fun John Leguizamo. Yeah, and it's like he came by MTV a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he was he was such a sweetheart. You know, and everyone's like, he's a Trump hater. He's a, he's a traitor. No. I'm like, no, he's not. But I say this every day, Okay. I don't want to live in a world where we have to look at other people as our enemy. Like, mm-hmm. this is to get serious for a minute. It's because, like, if we ever actually have an enemy, like, we have to go to war again. Like, we have to be able to acknowledge that these people were actually our teammates. We just weren't getting along in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why you come to the laughs and liberty tour. It's a scared straight for Yeah, America. we can all go in the locker room. Hey, girl. That's what I was told. <laughs> locker room talk. Oh, there's going to be a lot of locker room talk. <laughs> Do you remember that Trump <laughs> phrase? I had never heard that phrase before. Oh, I'd, really? I'd also never heard the technique before. Grab her by the hoo-ha. I've yeah. never heard that. No one ever said that in conversation. You know, when I got the speech from my mom, that was never, you know, you don't open with your closer, I guess, but we never had that. Uh, but locker room talk, I thought, was a really funny phrase. Yeah, no, I've heard that since I was a kid. Oh, uh, is that true? Yeah, because I got in trouble for it. <laughs> I got chastised for my locker room talk. Of and course it's like, you, did. you know, that, that, when you're in eighth grade, everyone's like, do you have a tampon? <laughs> like, that's a locker room talk. Yeah. You're not like, ah. So is this your, itch, so is this your Spider-Man origin story? Is this like the radioactive spider that left you in all of these men's locker rooms that were constantly pulling you out of? I'm still trying to get in there. <laughs> the Rangers. They might not have played defense in game seven, but they've done a good job off the ice. Have they ever? Have they ever? Let me in. <laughs> Igor, he knows me. He knows me. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in here. Too funny. Uh, the K-Train will be in Reading with a, with a fascinator on. Yeah. And a chimp, and, if someone follows through, yes. a chimp or a small primate. Thank how is you. that? How is that so difficult? Thank you. We'll get some headphones so your chimp can Alaris? listen to George Michael. We would take a Loris. Like I would love to pet a Loris. All right, that's going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. We are back on your TV and your radio Monday. Until then, have the best weekend allowable by law. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.